This is The Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from J.P. Lamb Productions and Oddball Magazine. Hey, uh, everybody in the uh, interwebs uh, or the Facebook world. Um, this is Jason Wright from The Oddball Show, and I'm with Oryx Cohen. Uh, me and Oryx had talked earlier pre-COVID-19, and I wanted to bring him back on the show to talk more post or during COVID-2020, um, just to talk more about, you know, what we're doing. And um, a little bit, I mean, Oryx, if, if people don't know who you are, why don't you just introduce yourself to the Facebook audience? Sure. Hi, I'm, I'm Oryx Cohen, and I work with an organization called the National Empowerment Center. And we're one of three peer-run um, national technical assistance centers in mental health. So we provide a lot of training and education in mental health all over the place. Um, I have my own personal experience, my own personal journey um, of you know being diagnosed, hospitalized, and and healing as well. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been doing this work for like 20 years, <laughs> 20 years now, since the first time I was hospitalized. Um, and uh, yeah, other than the current crisis, <laughs> things, are, things are going pretty, pretty well. Um, I, you know, I'm married, I have a couple of kids, um, have a house, which I'm very thankful for. Both my wife and I are able to keep our jobs during this, so we're very, we're very fortunate. Well, I mean, that's that, that's kind of cool that you talk about the idea of keeping your job during all this kind of stuff. Me and my wife are also able to do that too. Um, me being a peer support specialist and 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 having the ability to reach out people through I don't know uh, Zoom meetings and things like that, you know, and being able to talk and being connected more than ever, really. Um, and she she works for uh, an electronics company, and they've been you know doing you know uh, these kind of calls for a long time. Like you know she was isolated before it was cool, you know. But hey, I was isolated before it was cool for a very long time. Now everyone's just on my train, okay? Exactly right. <laughs> I, think, I think I think as um, people have been through a lot, me and you, yeah. Um, we actually have more of a, we have that strength of getting through some tough stuff. And I think it can help us in a way get through what's going on right now. Yeah. Or I'm glad you said that because when it first started, when we we're like, okay, now we have to stay at home. I had a freak out about it. I was like, Oh my God, this is the end of the world. What's going to happen? You know? But then all of a sudden I was like, I've been through stuff like this before. And now it's my chance to be strong for the people that I support and uh, all the people uh, that are having a tough time. Because if you want to know, this is about trauma, right? This, this, this right here happening is a trauma yeah. situation. Trauma for everyone. Yeah. Right. So we can all share in the 2019, I mean, 2020 COVID-19 trauma, you know, yeah. uh, unfortunately, you know, they can't share in all of our traumas. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't walk. No one's walked in my shoes. I've never walked in your shoes, Oryx. But we have like lived experience, and that's what makes us pretty, pretty cool. That's what's why we're talking right we're now. We're resilient. We're resilient. Exactly, resilient and perseverant. 
um, yeah. determined. Those are all words that we were using before at like, those words are so powerful. Those words are so powerful and they'll get you through so many things. So right now we're kind of having a crisis, but you know, right now we're talking to Oryx who is knows crisis because he's a, he's, because he, not only you have the lived experience of, of not of a normal peer support specialist, uh, but like a, like a super peer support, but like you, you, I mean, not to, not to start like dropping off the stuff that you do, but you know, uh, let's just like getting into a little bit of it. You co-created the Freedom Center. Um, you co, you co-founded the Western Mass RLLC. I was one of the founding members of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're also the, like the CEO of the National Empowerment Center. Yep. COO. COO. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the cool thing is that you produce healing voices. Yeah. So. Yeah. We produced a feature length film, which is going pretty much viral on Amazon prime right now, which is cool. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I, I, uh, it's up there with, um, uh, the other one that I like that is, is like that is crazy wise. So, so, yeah, I love uh, so tell a little bit about, about healing voices for people who don't know. Um, it's a very cool documentary. You are in it. Um, uh, not to give it away, but you, you start off the, the film. And I was like, I'm interviewing him on Tuesday. <laughs> it was really cool. And, um, shout out to Thomas Gagnon who, 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 who connected us. He's actually uh, working with Oddball Magazine. We're trying to become a nonprofit. So um, thank you, Thomas, for connecting me and Oryx. Uh, Oryx, tell me, what was it like uh, filming Healing Voices? What, what was that whole thing like for you? Well, it was, it was honestly kind of surreal. Um, it was a dream for a, a while during this work because we saw doing peer support and offering all kinds of things like yoga, acupuncture, support groups. Uh, we saw the power of peer support and we saw people who had been written off, including myself, by the rest of society, re reclaim our lives and heal and make these amazing transformations. Yet the most of society has no idea about our peer movement. Um, and so we wanted to create a documentary to kind of capture some of the great work that is happening and some of the healing that is happening in real time in people's lives. Um, and that was the inspiration. And it took six years to actually complete the film from start to finish. Um, so it was a labor of love. And there were many times we didn't know if we were gonna finish the film, um, but, we ended up with just an amazing product and I think a really unique film because of the time. And there's three central subjects that we follow through that time. I turned out to be one of them because some very interesting things happened in my life during that time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so I was also the co-producer um, of the film with a guy named PJ Moynihan, who is the director, producer, writer. Um, and he's a professional filmmaker. So I got to s learn just so much about the film industry. Um, and there were several points along that journey where, like I said, we didn't know, would we ever finish this thing? 90% of independent films that get started don't ever get finished. Um, so it was, a, it was a real blessing that we're able to finish it. And it's a now an award-winning film. 
won an award at the Boston International Film Festival for documentary, and now it's on Amazon Prime. So we basically accomplished our our goals with it, um, which to which was to attract a more mainstream audience. And at this point, hundreds of thousands of people have seen the film, um, and more more all the time on Amazon Prime. And 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 these are just average people. This is not the choir. Um, so. Um, yeah, it's just like beyond, beyond, uh, beyond my dreams. And yeah, the response to it and, um, you know, when we first released it and then touring the world with the film and seeing people's response and talking to people and, you know, having people say things like, you know, this movie saved my life, um, and listening to their stories, uh, it's been, it's been incredible. Um, so it's really cool to see how mental health is being noticed in the media now, right? Um, would you say that peer support is something that people even know what that is, or is this something that we still have a long way to go before people actually realize what, 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 uh, incredible resources is for people that might not realize what peer support is? Um, honestly, I haven't been paying too much attention to the mainstream media through all this mm. because I, I think the mainstream corporate media basically covers bad news and, and 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 I mean there's a lot of things people need to hear right now but when it's all about fear and bad news and people dying um, then that is traumatizing that, that re-traumatizes people when that's all you see on the news and there's actually a lot of positive stuff happening. Um, and I don't think the mainstream media is covering peer support and um, this kind of amazing explosion of peer support through, um, through Zo things like Zoom, through um, these channels. Yeah. Um, this yeah. On online peer support is really kind of blowing up right now. Um, yeah. And we're about to, at the National Empowerment Center, we're about to um, go online with our emotional CPR and offer some support groups through, um, through emotional CPR as well. So wow. there's, just a, there's just a lot out there for people, um, more so than ever online right now, which I think will, will be really helpful even when we get back to um, being able to be face-to-face uh, -face again. I mean, for, for, for honestly, I, I sometimes prefer this. I mean, not that I don't like being out in public, but I, I, I have difficulties. I mean, social anxiety is one of the things I deal with. So this is kind of interesting. You know, I mean, we're all kind of like dealing with this together. Um, you know, when you talk about emotional CPR, people might not know what that is. Um, it, can you just tell a little bit about emotional CPR? Is uh, What is that? What is that for someone who's like, well, I know what CPR is. What's emotions? <laughs> yeah, CPR is for uh, the physical heart. When someone's physical, physical heart needs uh, attention. And East, emotional CPR is for our emotional hearts when we're, going, when we're going through crisis. And so emotional CPR is a training. Um, it's actually really more of a, a way of being that we teach and we share 
uh, with others, for anybody. Um, it was developed by people like myself who have been through extreme emotional crisis or altered states um, because we know best what has helped us through those experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been around now for over 10 years as a practice for, for anybody to learn to be able to support someone else through an emotional crisis. Can I, can I ask you, is it similar to trauma-informed uh, peer support in the way that you look at things differently, or is it, is it uh, similar or different? Oh, very similar, yeah. Um, I'm actually a trauma-informed trauma peer support trainer as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I love that training as well. I would definitely say that um, you know, we're all about peer support with emotional CPR and being trauma-informed, recognizing the centrality of trauma. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they they complement each other very well. I would say the one of the uh, best uh, trauma informed trainings I ever saw was by Thomas Brown. Um, I met with I met him. He's actually from the EMPN. But before that, I met him at when I was learning to be a NAMI inner voice trainer. I uh, which is uh, it, which to people who don't know what NAMI inner voice is, that is um, a platform where people will talk to schools and colleges and universities and stuff and talk about their lived experience which is pretty cool i mean it's it's a really cool thing it, it opened up a lot of doors for me including peer support um uh training which was probably the one of the one of the coolest things about being a peer support specialist is being in in this in an agency where i can learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and stay on top of what is new um and 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 define trends and start trends and and you know what i mean yeah, I mean, well, you're doing you're doing amazing with uh, everything you're doing with the show. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, this is this is super important. Well, hey, I mean, you, you know, uh, um, okay. So honestly, there's there's two hats I wear. I wear the Oddball Magazine hat. Okay, like Oddball Magazine is my thing. It's like my poetry, and there's <laughs> there's there's two underserved populations in the world. Poets and advocates. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to be a member of both. Um, so, like, poetry is my is, is my passion. When you know, that's why I started Oddball Magazine. But then it became, but the interviewing the advocates of um, my of my profession is what really is my passion. Um, at the same time, but at the same time, I like interviewing uh, writers and artists. So why not? Right? It's just like a cool idea. Um, so um, I find that peer support is one of the most spectacular um, or just the evolving science of peer support is cool. Um, uh, you know, you were just talking about emotional CPR. No one knows what emotional CPR is, but peer support specialists know what emotional CPR is. Um, and in fact, I, if you don't know what emotional CPR is, I, you, you'd want to get trained in it, you know, and th those things are kind of available to you, you know, and now with Zoom, all those things are available to you. Um, yes. <laughs> but by the way, I wonder how uh, how, long, how how many times um, like there's a ticker that says Zoom Zoom like whenever someone says Zoom, you know. Um, <laughs> no one ever thought they'd be saying Zoom as much as we do now. Uh, <laughs> we, we say Zoom a lot, you know. It was it was yeah. it was a it was first it was unprecedented, and now it's Zoom. And now we're, we're not talking about how fast our car is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, uh, my car starting it after not driving it for a while, it's like, 
it's like, oh my God, what are you doing to me? I, I used to drive you. I drive, used to drive all the time now, you know, because you know, I, cause I, funny story. I had to go to the vet. Remember last time, Orx, we talked, and I had to go to the vet because for some reason, or uh, Obi, Obi had to go to the vet. This time around, Obi punked me, and I thought someone was wrong with his leg. And then, like, we we went to the vet, and we were really concerned. We went to the vet, and the vet was like, no, nah, nothing's wrong with him at all. You know, like, nothing at all. He's fine. Um, and we're like, oh, but you punked us. So anyway, um, so anyway, I, I brought him home. Uh, but driving driving there, it was like, my car was like, uh, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be driving right now. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. So it is kind of weird times, right? I mean, it's... By the it, way, um, are we able to... Are you able to see if people are, are commenting on Facebook? I have no this? idea. I don't think, I, dude, no one ever comments on this show. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea if anyone's even, hold on, I'm looking, I'm looking right now. And... Anybody out there, Facebook <laughs> people? Doug uh, Holder likes it. Thank you, Doug Holder. You're welcome to comment, ask questions, whatever. Yeah, actually, if you're, if you're listening to it right now, hold on, let me, let me share it a little bit wider. Um, I'll share it now. It's, it's currently public, but I'm sharing it. I hope I didn't just screw it up, but we're still live, but I just shared it on my timeline now. So nice. um, can you hear me still? Yeah. Okay. It's cool. live on Facebook. So I think we're good. Yeah. So as long as we're live on Facebook, I, I had just shared it with friends of oddball magazine and, and what I'm going to do anyways, when this is done, I will try and record it. I'm on to Zencaster and, and send it along. Yeah, well, we'll have a good recording this time. So yeah, <laughs> um, Zencaster. I don't have to do anything. So yeah, I, I know, right? Oh, great. Um, so what's what's next after what's next after Healing Voices? Well, first, just wanted to say uh, I would love to be on your show at some point just to do some poetry and stuff. I I can send you some stuff I've written and. Seriously, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oryx. I would be honored if you came. And and uh, we have a every once in a while we have an Oddball Magazine presents, which is also sparsely attended. If you ever want yeah. to join, hey, uh, you know what? I enjoy yeah. hanging out with you. So we can we can read some poetry. We can read some prose. We can do well, whatever. We're talking about like alt media, right? Kind of thing, you know. And and an oddball magazine is kind of alt media in the way that we're we're not your normal we're we're a poetry magazine, but we're also doing book reviews and music reviews, and political satire and stuff like that. And we're like trying to like stay above the curve. Um, the other thing I wanted to um, talk about real quick is some of the you were talking about media that is uh, factual, like you know, like media that like speaks to me and you and two of those things that um, i appreciate are madden america and madness radio yeah um so can you talk a little bit about madness in america uh, mad in america um for people who don't know it because this is where i go and get my news sometimes yes for real it is so go ahead can you talk yeah. a little bit about madden america two two great media outlets right there um and just to add, just to not lose your other question what's next after healing voices is uh we're working on a film on addiction called recovering addiction nice. and um yeah that should be released hopefully within the next year uh similar style to healing voices and really we're looking at it as um a second in a series of films um so that's something to be on the lookout for um can i ask you a question before yeah. are you going to be talking about certain meetings and stuff like that and um 
uh, like, what are you like, what are you going to be talking about? Are you, is this like a docu-series? Is this uh, following people through their yeah, journey or it's what? It's going to be a, um, similar to Healing Voices. It's going to tell the story through people's real experience. Um, okay. It's also going to challenge people like Healing Voices. It's going to present uh, addiction from a more, more of a social perspective and a medical perspective. One cool thing about Orcs is um, Healing Voices was uh, the like the the animation that was in it, the music. Was there a song by? Um, uh, there's a there's a song, an acoustic song that was playing over and over and over again during some of the some of the parts of the of, of the movie. That, it, it reminded me of um, a, a milk milk box carton kids or some 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 band that I've heard before. Okay. Um, Actually, you know what? It was all original music. Really? We had a, we have a, yeah, we had a, we have a sound guy and a music director, sound slash music director, and he, um, we produced all the, all the music is produced by us um, and him, and the only, actually there's, there's like a, there's like a maybe 20 second clip of music yeah. in the movie that's not, produced by us and that's we we uh we gave a, a shout out to my dad who's a musician what yeah my dad's a really good musician he he's someone you might want to have on your show too i would that'd be great um it's not leonard cohen is it because uh no no his name's stephen cohen he's a folk music oh. guy he like builds his own instruments and stuff like oh that. that's amazing that's amazing yeah. Um, I, I do want to get back on the topic, but look at your 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 board in the back. That's um that's a Ken. What's his name? Original, right? The the board that that's that guy. Uh, oh the yeah. Skateboard. The skateboard. Um, yeah. That's that guy. The the uh, what's his name? Um, mm, he did all the like the Christmas albums, and um, he he was big into AIDS awareness in the nineties. Yes, 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 yes. What's that guy's name? something i don't know anyway but are you, you a skater like the, the soup cans and all that stuff no yeah. no that's that's andy warhol no we're okay. talking about the skate the the guy who did oh he's, he's a drawer he's a i don't know anyway are you a skateboarder no but we we just love these we love them for the art art part of it we have these skateboards all over the house <laughs> we don't even skateboard do you have like this guy do you have this guy over and over and over again or do you have like have different different, skateboards? yeah the same artist um, oh yeah all right that's yeah, worth the google i know that guy's name it's like dan or keith or okay. something anyway uh it's worth a google yeah that's worth a google <laughs> hashtag worth a google in the meantime enjoy yeah look at that like and you can see all my books um there there i have the watchman series right there it's not really a series it's just one but it's a great book um uh, <laughs> it's a really a fantastic graphic novel all right so how about let's go let's move on to uh you asked me about uh man uh, america and madness Madden radio. america and madness radio man in america you just told me it's been around since 2012, and you started writing it in 2013. So yeah, it was started um, basically as a result of Robert Whitaker's book, An Anatomy of an Epidemic. Um, and that book really uh, made a big difference. And his first book, 
Robert Whitaker's first book is called Mad in America, and he named the site Mad in America. Uh, and the idea of it is we get most of our news from a mainstream media that's basically bought out by corporations. So we hear a lot about um, maybe research that's not uh, funded properly, um, or we hear about one study that um, supposedly has results, um, but we don't really get unbiased science in the mainstream media. Um, and so the goal of this was to have scientists, doctors, psychologists, um, people who know their stuff, be writers, and be able to post articles on, on, the, on the site. Also including some people with lived experience who maybe don't have, who aren't scientists, <laughs> um, like myself. Um, and to have a wealth of kind of more unbiased information out there. Um, and so that's, that's what it is. And um, you, like you said, if you want information on pretty much any topic, um, trauma, medication, diagnoses, um, altered states, um, you name it, uh, you can find really well done articles um, and really, really well researched articles on, the, on that site. Yeah, you really can. Madden America is a really great site for anyone, um, anyone who is interested in psycho, it's like alt psych, I would say. Um, anyone who's interested in like the real psychology, I would check out Madden America because I think it's like legit. I think it's, 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 it's real. Um, I don't, I don't buy into many, many things. And I like, I like Madden America yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, radio. Um, that the host is Will Hall. He's done this for years. He's a wonderful host and a friend of mine. Good interviewer too. I heard him interview. Yeah. He interviewed yeah, pretty good. well. And not like this schlub over here. No, you're good. <laughs> similar to um, similar to Mad in America, you can um, you can find shows on pretty much any topic. Um, there's years and years of of footage. I I like listening to shows like when I'm in the car, which is not as much anymore. <laughs> Zoom! Like the grocery store. Yeah, but, right? Yeah, you got plenty of time at home now to listen to shows as well. No. <laughs> but as I, well, while I was looking at Madness Radio on, um, online, I saw that it is available on iTunes. So, is, uh, so Madness Radio is available on iTunes. I could find your podcast on there. Uh, which you did uh, with Will Hall, um, and you talked about you talked about your journey a little bit, and, and you know I I want to kind of like I like the idea that you keep on talking about altered states. Um, I think that's a cool idea. Um, altered states and vision quests. We don't we um, I think it's a cool idea to think about that idea um, other than what people would call antiquated manic episodes, delusions. Psychosis. Psychotic breaks, psychosis, something that will land you in the hospital, right? Um, I would say that I have experienced many altered, altered, well, I've had, I've had a life. I've had experiences that were uncanny that I can't discount as not reality for me, okay? Yeah. Like, I've had some stuff that was just unreal. 
um, that ended up landing me in the hospital. But when it was happening, it was not something that I couldn't discount as not my reality because it was something I was living through, you know? Um, in fact, um, not to trade stories or anything, but one, one of my last really long man, manic episodes lasted for a few my, mine are quick. They're quick and they're severe and they're long. I mean, they're, they're quick and then they're over. But when, I, when it happened, I walked. I walked and I walked and I walked and I walked about 26 miles on the highway because, um, and I was like, I've never done this before in my life, right? But then, and I was like, but then I was a peer, as a peer support specialist, I found someone who had walked 27 miles. So talk about awesomeness, okay? Like, I was like, I've never done this. No one ever can relate to this. He's like, yeah, I did like the same thing. I was, he was like 128. I was like, no, 90, you know, it was like the same idea, you know? So like it, it can happen. And the reason why it can happen is because you have so much bottled up energy and I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't rent a car because I was too young. Thank God. Um, I was one year away or I would have been like in Nevada by the time they found me. Um, and I was in Massachusetts. So, um, yeah, I was trying to go to New York. That was my goal. My, and, and, and Oryx, you know what my goal was? I was going to go on Total Request Live. <laughs> and I was going to drop, a, drop an album with Puff Daddy because I believed I could. Um, wow. So, um, you know, because, you know, like that was my reality at the time. I felt so strong. I felt so good. Um, it's yeah. funny that once, um, once you don't feel like that anymore, you feel like a piece of garbage after you fall down and go back to you don't go back to normal you go below you go below does that make sense well, at least for me it did like i went below normal and then i had to build myself up and it took years um to get back to where i was normal like not normal but, but yeah, you know, yeah but not like <sighs> I don't know how to explain it, but when you go through something that is, a, is what people would, you know, an altered reality or something, um, it can be scary to come back. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned. Um, it can be scary to come back. Um, right. To well, for me, normal. For me, it was... Um, yeah, the, it's a powerful experience to sure the altered state, and I I like to describe it as kind of like reentry, reentry to uh, consensus reality. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I did experience something similar where it took me, um, for me in my case, like several months to feel okay again, but then. Um, you know, we are, like we talked about, we are resilient. And I think after all my experiences, after I've been able to come back, taken those 
few few months. For you, it may have been years, a couple mm -hmm. of years. Years, yeah. No, yeah. it was years. And, but then I feel like I'll speak for myself that I I'm stronger than ever now. Mm -hmm. Like I learned from those experiences and was able to integrate them and um, more resilient and stronger than than ever. Can I tell you why that I'm stronger than I've ever been? Um, that's because I learned. I learned um, not through. I I. Peer support was the biggest thing that ever ha ever happened to me. Learning that I wasn't alone, because for many years I was totally alone, and I couldn't talk to anyone about what was going on in my head at all. No one would understand. No one would support me. Everyone, everyone hated me. Why don't I just eat worms? You know what I mean? It was a horrible, horrible feeling. It wasn't until I uh, attended NAMI Internal Voice and Eliza Williamson said, wow, what you've gone through is actually very special. And I appreciate that. Let's talk about that. And let me teach you how to tell your story. Because before it was like, I can't tell anyone about this. No one's going to understand. And I'm ashamed of it. Um, and like, cause like, how can people fucking understand uh, what you've gone through? Right. Um, so it took honestly years, years and, and writing was my big catalyst for, for, for getting better writing. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote this book right here. Um, I wrote this book in 24 and from 2010 to 2014, nice. um, on the train. Um, because I was working from one job to another job. That, and then the other thing that hap happened was Oddball Magazine. Um, it was yeah. a huge thing. And also speaking out and reading poetry. But one of the other things that's helped is learning about trauma-informed uh, a life of trauma. Like knowing that it's all about trauma. Every, and I'm working through a networks. I'm working through trauma with my therapist. I had an amazing <laughs> tele tele teletherapy session with my with my um therapist right and i was like i went into my trauma and i went into not bef not the mental illness part but before that before that uh, yeah. you know all that stuff that happened that led up to yes. the stuff that happened you know what yeah. i mean and once you start to work through that you know you really I'm still working through it. I'm still working through it. And I really do believe that trauma is held in the body and I'm trying to figure that, that shit out. Um, and I think mine is in my mind. I think trauma is your mind is your body. Right. Um, so yeah. So I don't know if you believe about the idea about how trauma, you know, trauma being stored in, in, in your body, but I thought maybe we could also talk about that because yeah, sure. I'm starting to research that a little bit. Um, and, um, there's a book that I actually want to read called the body keeps the score, um, which I haven't read yet, but I feel like it's a very good book about trauma and trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder, which for the first time, my therapist said, you know what, you have PTSD. And I was like, holy shit, I do, you know, which was nice. So, um, you know, you, you're saying, you know, you are a resilient dude. You've gone through a lot these situations we're in now we're all kind of traumatized but the shit that you've gone through before has made you stronger right yeah you know sure. so what would you say to people uh who are oh let me let me back up what would you say to someone who is listening to this for the first time who is experiencing some of the stuff that we've experienced for the first time what would you say to them 
I would say, first and foremost, you're not alone. Um, and there, please reach out to others and peers, especially people like us who have been through similar things. Um, I would also say, um, if you're someone like me, who when I go through those states, or I have felt this way that I have to do everything alone, I have to, I have to save the world alone, kind of thing. You don't, you don't have to do that. You've got, we can, we can all do this together. Um, I would so, so you don't, and you don't have to solve all the problems in, in a day. You know, I would say. First and foremost, look out for your basic needs. Um, are you drinking enough water? Are you eating well? Um, do you need help with getting food? There's lot. There's lots of programs right now where food can be delivered um, and things like that. So, so knowing about that and reaching out and um, getting the support that you need to be able to, to drink water, to eat food, to rest. Rest is huge. Um, you, one thing you can do right now is get outside, go for a run, uh, go for a long walk. Uh, exercise can really help with um, kind of tiring your, yourself out so that you can, you can sleep. A lot of these, um, issues come about because we're not sleeping enough yeah i would say yeah. um you know reach out to the people those people that you trust and hopefully you have at least one person that you really trust and um if you don't have access <laughs> then you're probably not hearing this <laughs> but if you know people that don't have access to the equipment needed there are lots of programs right now too to get like lifeline for example to get people free smartphones um and get people connected and kind of you know do something about that digital divide narrow, narrow the digital divide um so yeah reach out to someone that you support that that you know supports you and that you feel comfortable with and do this just have a chat mm. with with them you know don't just sit in your room all day by yourself doing nothing alone that's i've been there <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i would also say if, if you are going through something for the first time and you have a creative outlet like writing or music yeah. or watching the simpsons or whatever it is lean into that because that will really yeah. help you um you know going through some stuff like that um you know, um, I think that's a huge thing. Um, find uh -huh. something that you can do that they call a coping skill, but before this, they used to call them hobbies because yeah. hobbies are important, right? right. Uh, you know, if fishing is your coping skill, then yeah. go fishing. Go fishing, gardening. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, whatever it is, you know what it is for you. Yeah. Go out, go out and, and do it. Um, now, like I said, Oh, there's lots of online groups available too now because we're we are in this we are in this together 
I could talk about a few that I know of. Uh, yeah, please. You know, there's there's uh, Peers Connect, which is a peer support uh, you know group that. Um, but there's other peer support groups. There's um, there's uh, Hearing Voices Network groups. There's uh, Altered States. Is that, is that what they're calling Hearing Voices now? It's all Hearing Voices Network and Altered States, or something similar to that. It depends on the group, but yeah, yeah. a lot of them are. They're yeah. open. They're open to any altered state. And, and there's hearing voices, you, well, which is great, because Oryx, I was like, I thought broadcast. And people were like, that's not real. And Oryx was like, that is real. And I was like, thank you, because that's my big thing. Uh, for a while, I used to call it mental Tourette's. And people were like, yeah, you're a mental Tourette's. Yeah, right. You just think too much. But well, you're gifted. You're gifted um, spiritually. You're gifted spiritually. That's what it is. It's it's pretty it's pretty annoying, uh, Oryx. Uh, to be honest with you, um, it's 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 a it's a gift and a curse. And for a long time, it was more of a curse than a gift. Um, the writing has been helpful, though. Um, I want to switch gears to something that you said before we ruined our podcast. Um, <laughs> well, this is even better. So you know, yeah. screw, so, that screw that other podcast. We're dominating that podcast. <laughs> All right. So you were talking. We were talking about how environment matters. Okay. Um, can you talk about the idea of it's not your gene code, it's your zip code? Because I think that was a really important thing that you said three weeks ago, and I want you to kind of talk about that. Sure. sure. Um, well, I heard about it at a conference where the theme was uh, around population health. So we're talking about health in general of populations. And the... Um, and one of the themes that I learned in that conference from the keynote speaker was uh, it's not it's not your gene code, it's your zip code that determines your future health. And uh, pre he presented just this amazingly compelling research around that using the the best indicator that we know for long term health, which is at what age you die. <laughs> um, and basically you can predict uh, based on where you are born, your zip code, you're going to live, uh, there's a wide variety. I mean, if you're, if you're born into um, a really impoverished area in the United States, for example, um, in a kind of inner city uh, where there's a lot of violence happening, there's not a lot of resources or thought, or, and given the, the buildings are neglected, the parks are neglected, those types of things, you're going to die an average of pro probably 20 years earlier than someone who is born into a well-to-do affluent, neighborhood where they pour lots of money into the schools and into community life um, and have all kinds of resources for folks also have better air quality and things like that. Um, so it was really, it's really amazing to see those statistics because it's, it's like in every category um, based on zip code, you can predict more mental health problems, you can predict more addiction issues, um, obviously more trauma, which where all this is probably rooted. Yeah. Sure. Um, 
and and then ultimately early death mm -hmm. uh, so yeah there's a lot more evidence for that for for environmental factors than for genetic factors in um in population health and also if you look at the research around mental health you'll see similar similar patterns now this is really a, a, a tough subject to talk about because a lot of people think that it's gene code. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's your brain. It's how your brain develops. But we all know that mental illness is based on trauma, all of it. Yes. Right? So environment matters. Um, but there's another interesting thing besides environment. And that's something that I learned during a training and that's about acquired brain injuries. And I know we're kind of running down the hour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, um, but I say one more thing before we get to acquired brain injuries. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It's just that um, I think you also have to look at power in, the, in sure. who, gets, who gets to tell the story. So it, the genetic code benefits people who are in power, you know, attributing things to the genetic code benefits people in power because you don't have to give money to that poor school district. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, the, it's not the school district. It's the kids have ADHD. The kids are sick. Um, so you don't have to change anything about society. Um, it allows people in power to say I'm well and you're sick because you have a damaged brain and I'm great because I had a, you know, I had, whatever I wanted when I grew up and um, you know, and I'm fine. It allows mental health professionals to say, I have this degree and therefore I am kind of superior to you. And you're this poor person who's coming to me for, for advice and I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. So there's a lot of class power stuff going on with this too. I just wanted to say that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we can dig more into that because I think um, what, what is the National Empowerment Center, which is, which is one of your, um, I mean, you're the COO of it. What is one of the things that they're kind of doing? Um, you know, you were talking about power. Now, what is the difference between power and empowerment? Um, right. You know? So what is National Empowerment Center we, doing? We believe everybody has power. We're called the National Empowerment Center. So we believe that person who is stuck on the back ward of uh, uh, mental hospital who's diagnosed with schizophrenia who's been there for 10 years has power they're still alive everybody has power so we we just need to act be able to access folks power um, and so we believe in the strength of people we believe that everybody is powerful and um, so empowerment is uh, is creating conditions where people can access their own power now, is the back ward of, of a mental hospital the best place for someone to find their power? Probably not, um, because there's all kinds of things going against them <laughs> in yeah. finding that power. But we, we're trying to bring people into those situations, peer specialists into hospitals. We call them peer bridgers, so that once people get out, they have places to go in the community. Um, and we're creating all kinds of things out out in the community for folks um, once they get out of places like that so that they can re reclaim their lives. 
So, so you bring in, you, 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 you're kind of spreading peer support within the hospitals. Yeah, that's happening in lots of different places. Uh, we're working to support a few hospitals to do that in our work, but we're not the only organization working on the, that. There's lots of other organizations, um, including uh, in Massachusetts, for example, the Central Mass Recovery Learning Community. I also know the Western Mass Recovery Learning Community has done a lot of that work uh, with peer bridgers um, in supporting people going actually into the hospital, sometimes running groups in hospitals, mm -hmm. um, meeting with people in hospitals, and then supporting them once they get discharged. Uh, because a lot of times people have the most trouble when they get out of an institution. They have this freedom, but they also have, they have to deal with their, whatever landed them in the hospital in the first place. And sometimes the hospital actually doesn't address that, but kind of re-traumatizes people. And so they're left in a really bad state once they leave the hospital. So people need a lot of support once they get out. Um, and there's, yeah, there's more and more of these programs developing. But yeah. I, didn't, I, um, I know this is a issue that's really important to you. So did you want to say more about the- um, The acquired brain injuries? The what? What were you going to say? I was going to ask if you wanted to say more about it. Oh, okay. I can say something about it. I think, I think it's incredibly important. And I have my, I wish upon wishes when I was having a really tough time three years ago that there was a peer support specialist in the emergency room when I went into the hospital that I went into. It wasn't, uh, it, it was, a, it was a, a hospital, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a mental, mental uh, hospital, but it had a mental part of of the hospital and and they're supposed to be a pretty good hospital and without like putting anyone on blast i don't like doing that so um anyway the emergency room doctor when i could barely speak because my brain was broken by a medication that i was on and when i say i could barely speak was i had no mental faculties whatever uh, my mind was broken um, yeah. i did not know how to use basic things it was scary and i never and i was like have you ever read the book Flowers from Algernon? Have you ever read that book? Do you know what that no. book is about? So no. the book Flowers from Algernon is about a guy who's really, really dumb. And then he goes through a, a thing where he becomes really, really smart. And then he, he starts to deteriorate and becomes really, really dumb again. Spoiler uh -huh. alert, that's what the book's about. And throughout, and throughout the book, like the, the language gets heightened. Like in the middle of the book, you're talking like quantum theory and physics and stuff. And by the end, you're like, barely talking okay so it's a very great book i totally recommend it i mean 100 percent recommend it um but i felt like i was never coming back from this i thought i was never ever that's like back. that's an acquired brain injury then yeah okay yes that would be an acquired brain injury um maybe that would be, but it wasn't a physical brain injury it was from a medication the medication caused something that was unreal like it was well, that's a physical effect. That's a, that's a chemical having an effect on your brain. So, so I yeah. guess that would be an acquired brain injury. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. But anyway, when this happened, but the thing is, I was about to do neuropsych testing. Um, and then I was like, I wrote an email on my phone. And I was like, I can't do this right now. I can't talk well. I hope I be back soon. Um, if I do, I'll let you know. 
please send help like shit like that it was scary. i can relate when i was um coming out of what i call reentry out of my altered states and, and then being put on a bunch of a meds myself there were i had to like i remember i was in the hospital i had to like figure out okay how do i put food on my tray and what, what? am i, what right. am I gonna, how do i open this or what's a fork used for <laughs> yes <laughs> um Yes. Like yeah, so that I I went through I went through that in the hospital. And yeah. I went through that. It took like you said, it took you years, but it took me months to. Well, to, actually, that was that was 2017. That was 2017. That happened, and I was broken. I went to a psych ward. It was horrible, hell on earth, the worst thing I've ever gone through because my brain wouldn't stop. And I just faked it to get out of there, to be honest with you. Um, I did. I totally 100% faked it. Oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah. you want to stay a couple more days. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I feel great. Oh, my God. You guys are so great at what you do. I'm out of here. Um, and, and, you know, it was like, oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. But there you go with trauma, right? Yeah. Um, so... Well, we I should wrap up. Uh, I, got, I, got the, I got some family time coming up. Oh, good. Thing. I'm going to turn off this screen for the rest of the day. I'm, I'm reading a book right now. I'm reading A Beautiful Mind, actually. Great book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. That's great. Which he, he had schizophrenia, and it's a really beautiful story. Um, yeah. Anyway, Oryx, thank you for taking this hour with me. I really appreciate it. Um, high five. Yeah, I love it. High five. That's the Zoom physical contact. We're having contact. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I hope I, I hope I see you soon. Um, uh, I'd like to connect with you afterwards. Um, I will um, put this on Zencaster. But for the people who, who saw this, this has been uh, The Oddball Show. That was Oryx Cohen. This is Oryx Cohen. Great uh, peer support person. Um, OG. Uh, great. I always do this at the end. Uh, <laughs> for being on the show. I think we had a great conversation. I hope people yeah. were interested by yeah. it. Now everybody can go watch cat videos. And uh, did you see Tiger thing? Did you see it? Did I see what? Tiger King. I haven't seen it, but do I need to see it? Uh, yes, you need to see it. Okay. Yes, yes. I'll see can. what everybody's talking about. Oh my God, it's the best. It's, it's, it's <laughs> and next time, let's do a, let's do an art an art show. Next oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, let's let's connect after this. I'd love to do that. All right. All right. All right, man. Take care, and um, everybody, go resume to watch cat videos. Um, this has been the Oddball Show. <laughs> see you later all right hold on let me end the meeting if you want to keep the meeting open wait end meeting this is the oddball show a podcasting collaboration from jplr productions and oddball magazine Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. 
on behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned.